0: Hello, and welcome to Bostonian Wrap. My name is Rachel Meiselman. You are listening to me, as always, on LP 102.9 FM, Boston. This is Boston's community radio station. Now, before we go into tonight's uh, different segments, Before we address uh, the different topics of tonight's show, I want to go to a quick disclaimer and then we'll come back and get it on.
1: The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street. Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617 708 3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.
0: Hello and welcome back to Bostonian Rap. Again, my name is Rachel Meiselman. You are listening to me on WBCA LP 102.9 FM Boston. So, I I don't know what it is but people have chosen so many I shouldn't say so many people but there have been people who have chosen to be completely execrable <laughs> just absolutely detestable creatures and they always seem to try to justify their behavior so they have no problem with being unpleasant until you call them out on it and then they try to place the blame on you so it's not really them that are out of control or rude or disrespectful or unpleasant or yes detestable no it's you it's you you have the problem uh you're too uptight you're too sensitive you're too this or you're too that so it's it's never really them. <laughs> so it, it's 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 really it's just really be, it's become this amazing phenomenon. So they don't have any problems with being um, unpleasant. That, that's going <laughs> that's going to be a word I use a lot tonight. Uh, but they do have a problem uh, with people pinning that label to them, uh, slapping that. Sticker on them, you know. You're not a very nice person. You're a mean person. You're, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, as I said, they immediately try to shift the blame onto you. <laughs> so that um, that is definitely something that I will address uh, in greater detail a little bit later in tonight's show. But I wanted to start off by talking about Claudine Gay. Claudine Gay, of course, is uh, the president of Harvard, um, the undergrad, uh, the Faculty of Arts and Sciences, where people get their bachelor degree, or whether it's a Bachelor of Arts or Bachelor of Science. And that's actually where I, you know, did my undergraduate work. So everything that's going on now uh, at Harvard for me, it's not a headline. It's not a headline at all. And what I say on this issue really it's it's something I'm speaking from the heart. And you know, I I want to stress that because, you know, I, I've spoken a lot about Claudine Gay, and I've certainly been vocal about Claudine Gay on social media but this isn't about owning the libs or you know attacking the crazy entitled left or you know it, it, you know any of that any of that nonsense that you could possibly think that silly people on the right might say it, it's it's none of that this this is very uh personal for me and and let me just you know, kind of offer up a quick parenthesis. There are silly people on the right. <laughs> they really are. Just like there's silly people on the left, there's silly people on the right. You know, obviously there are wonderful people on the right and there are decent people across the aisle as well. But uh, I just have always been someone that in my criticisms and my critique of different peoples and different behaviors, I'm swivel-headed. And so I don't just see what's wrong or if I have a problem with someone or an issue with someone, I don't just call it out on the other side. I have no problem with saying what I don't like and, and articulating what is not to my liking in my own ideological camp, but to the point, Claudine Gay, it's 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 very sad. It's very sad. I think that some people uh, see this as really a way to uh, criticize, attack, sail Harvard. And 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 some people are, are they're rather gleeful, and, and again, it's it's all rather sad because this is this is much bigger than Claudine Gay. Actually, Th- this is about excellence, and this doesn't mean that if you don't go to Harvard. You don't know what excellence is. Of course not. It doesn't mean that if you don't go to Harvard, then you're not going to be successful, that you're not smart, that you're not talented, that you're not a productive member of society. Of course it doesn't mean any of that. But Harvard stands for excellence. And in this day and age, we seem to have quite a problem with that. We we are deeply resentful, Of excellence, so many of us. And I I think that that is disturbing. It's alarming. Because when we recognize something as excellent, it's something to aspire to. It's, It's something to work toward. It's not something to resent. And excellence can you know, come in different forms. And it can, you know, depending on the industry, the sector, the environment. But I I think that we have to have a set of values or a set of criteria that pushes us to be better and to do better and to produce something that, has substance, and so for me, getting into Harvard represented an achievement because I worked for that. It wasn't given to me; I worked for that, and I want to see generations after me. I want to. Con- I want them. Or I want generations after me to continue to to dream about Harvard. I want them to continue to be able to go there and 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 feel what I felt upon getting accepted, upon stepping on campus. And I think that this whole controversy, it's not controversy that's that's oh that's a bad word um the whole scandal surrounding claudine gay it's it threatens all that it threatens all that i mean we're talking about an institution that has a reputation a stellar reputation that stretches back several hundred years we're talking about an institution that has produced great leaders and thinkers that have moved their communities, respective communities, forward and for the better. Some people want to say that Claudine Gay is under attack because she's female and she's black. And I will admit that there are probably some people, there are undoubtedly some people that had a problem with the female leading Harvard, although she isn't the first female president. And I'm sure that there are people who have a problem with the fact that she's black, but to attribute the outrage and the upset that Claudine Gay has caused, to attribute all of that to petty, base, mean bigotry is horrifyingly, disturbingly insulting because this is someone. Who let let's let's really kind of like look at everything that has unfolded over the past oh my goodness a uh, few weeks, and it's all kind of kind of like <laughs> it's all kind of unfolded at warp speed. First and foremost, I think I think that. My goodness. Let, actually, let me say this. I think that her, Kwanine Gay's inability to condemn anti Semitism, her inability to condemn calls to genocide of the Jewish people as hate speech, her inability to provide a safe environment for Jewish students, her inability. To see that harassment of Jewish students who are pro-Israel, her inability to, to see that harassment as something that threatens the physical, mental, and emotional stability of those students and and, and reduces them to a uh, second-class citizen status. Her inability to see that to 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 empathize to to even contemplate is is incredibly unsettling her lack of scholarship that's not what's disturbing the way she went about her scholarship what a lot of people are saying is that The president of Harvard doesn't have to be a scholar. I agree. But it is nice. I will, however, say that if we are talking about the president of Harvard, whether that president has 11 papers or 10 papers or 20 papers or 50 papers or 100 papers or 15 books or whatever it may be, That has to be the work of that individual. You see, I'm going to come back to this this concept, this idea, this notion of excellence. And so there needs to be an acknowledgement that if we're going to be part of Harvard, we have to be part of this excellence. We have to reach or 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 meet certain standards that are understandably, because of the reputation of Harvard, higher than maybe some other places or or, or the, the expectations are greater than maybe in some than in some other environments. I guess what I'm trying to say is that whether we're talking about her refusal, because that's what it amounts to, to condemn anti-Semitism, or we're talking about her plagiarism, I'd say that either or is more than enough for her to lose her job. And so if I jump back to people who want to say that this is down to racism or misogyny, I, I just think that's incredibly insulting. And I would toss the ball back and say, well, do we have equality or do we not? At what point, if that's what we really want, equality, at what point are we going to say, you know what, This person didn't meet the standards. This person has to go. At what point are we going to look at all the people in one place and judge them in the same manner? Now, I understand about all the isms. I understand about bigotry. I do. I I don't think I've ever given the impression that I don't. But I'm just simply trying to articulate that at some point, Claudine Gay must be judged like any anyone else would be. And if it were a white male... that could not condemn anti-Semitism, if it were a white male that had engaged in quite a number of instances of plagiarism, I would want that white male to lose his job as well. Period. We either believe in equality or, or, or we don't. I would say that for the people who are worried about blacks and women, I would say that you're actually insulting blacks and women by not looking at Claudine Gay and judging her as an individual. The bar shouldn't be lowered. She's in a place of excellence. And so She, along with everyone else, should be judged by the same standards. You know, I said that I want to see generations after me continue to believe in in prestige. And I want generations after me to continue to believe that if you work hard there is a just and there's a beautiful reward. By saying that there are excuses to be made that there are justif- justification some kind of uh, there's some kind of justification for the behavior of Claudine Gay. It's, it's just, it's very disheartening. You know, I've shared that I went to her inauguration. I did. And, you know, I'll admit, I, you know, listened and I was like, oh, okay, am I going to hear? How, how many, how many, you know, woke <laughs> Terms am I going to hear? Like how 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 much of a word salad am I going to uh, am I going to be served up today? But I will say that upon leaving, I was buoyed. I I thought that on the whole she spoke very eloquently, and her speech was suitably and appropriately expansive. And she spoke poignantly. So it's just it's just a shame that you know, her talk about Harvard meeting the moment, that that idea dominated so much of her inaugural speech. It's so sad that Harvard is doing anything but. Because I think that more than ever, more than ever, we need to believe in something higher and better than ourselves. You know, something to work toward, something to push ourselves toward, to push ourselves for. So... I just I really do think that this whole scandal at Harvard is it's it's much bigger than Claudine Gay. She embodies what is wrong. She embodies what has made people instinctively deeply uneasy and greatly rightly upset. I'm an active alumna. It's not easy for me to say these things. In fact, over the years, I've become more involved with Harvard. So this isn't something, and I'll just continue to stress this, this isn't something that I'm happy about. This isn't something that You know, I talk about with glee. And I will remind people that not only did I do my undergraduate work there, but, you know, I'm Jewish too. I'm pro-Israel. So I would find myself in the same unenviable position as these students. And I feel very, very deeply that I have an obligation to speak out against Claudine Gay. And I have an obligation putting to one side the need to adhere absolutely to standards of excellence. I have... I, I do know use the word obligation again and again and again, I have the obligation to stand up for my brothers and sisters and make sure that they feel safe, to make sure that they have a quality of life, that they don't fear leaving their dorm room, that they can participate in university life fully, and that they can feel proud of who they are and what they stand for without having to defend themselves endlessly at the same time. And so that's my perspective on everything that's going on at Harvard. Again, it's it's very sad. It's very sad. But I think that the push must continue because I don't see how... Claudine Gay can continue. There's too much. There's too much. But I'll continue to talk about this. And, um, you know, and that's that's really all I can really say, because it's just, there is a part of me that feels a little bit shell-shocked by, you know, what has been happening on campus and, uh, you know, what I've heard, what I've seen. It's just, it's all, it's, it's. I would even say it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. So definitely, definitely no joy here. Um, but I, I will reiterate again and again and again that Claudine Gay needs to go. There's just no way that her presidency can be salvaged. No way. No way at all. So let me talk. Let me move into another area. But before I do that, what we're going to do is we're going to go to a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to pick up that thread that I kind of tossed out there about people just be detestable, <laughs> uh, and there's just never seemingly a shortage of people who just want to try it on um, but we're we're gonna get to that in just a bit, but let's let's have a that quick break. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there's a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify, and how to enroll at fcc.gov ACP, or call toll-free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. Here's
1: a fun fact for you the average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon.
0: Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hello, and welcome back to Bostonian Wrap. If you're just tuning in, thank you so much. But if you've been listening uh, since the top of the hour, well, gee whiz, I'm, <laughs> I'm super grateful for that, too. I'm especially grateful. Thank you for sticking it out with me. So, Rachel Meiselman, and you're listening to me on WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. This is Boston's community radio station. So um before we went on break and at the top of the show i teased the topic of detestability <laughs> and so some people really do that so well and i i feel like i feel like the pandemic helped that along i think that people what should have moved people To be more compassionate and empathetic, I think in many instances did just the opposite. And I think that, I mean, obviously there's, you know, a large number of good people out there, people who, you know, they want to do the right thing. Um, They care about their neighbors, their communities, uh, their respective communities. But, you know, unfortunately, I think that there are also a number of people that... Um, their their concern begins and ends with them themselves. Um, and um it's it's just it's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult to tolerate. It's getting increasingly difficult to tolerate. So it's just this ongoing me, 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 and people just feel entitled to say and do whatever they want. And also, we've developed a tolerance, maybe even a taste for a, for a baseness, for for um, a smallness that I, that really makes my skin crawl. And I think that that's particularly true in politics. And so, you know, I just kind of observe everything that that that. You know, that is transpiring, that has been occurring. And I don't like what I'm saying. So Michelle Wu, apparently her home was swatted uh, on the Christmas holiday. And I just think that's detestable. I, you know, Michelle Wu has two small children. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with people? She has a husband, two small children. I just, I don't get it. And even if Michelle, you know, was unmarried with no children, I I still think it would be detestable. But that she has a family, her husband's not a public figure. You know, none of them deserve it. Michelle doesn't deserve it. You know, I, I don't, like this, this harassment of Michelle, and and I think that's exactly how I would describe it. It's it's harassment, and it's it's purely for political expediency. I I spoke about uh, the electeds of color um, holiday party, and I don't get the bruhaha. I don't I don't get. The upset over this, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't like the idea at all, and I've been very, I've been very frank about that, and I've said that consistently. So I certainly don't want anyone to try to tell me, in any way, shape, or form, uh, that I have somehow expressed or even implied otherwise. No, I've been very candid in that I don't agree with the idea. My problem with the upset and the outrage is that this party is in its, what, 10th year? This isn't the first year. And I mentioned that I've I've spoken to the fact that a staffer of one of the Boston City Councils, Erin Murphy, he spoke to this, this woman who is... She's a podcaster, something along those lines. And he was talking about, well, it doesn't set the right tone. Well, it in that case, it, it didn't set the right tone last year either, or the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that, and so on and so forth. I mean, we're going to get upset. We're going to get angry we're going to, you know, froth at the mouth over something that has been going on for 10 years. It's not that it's not worth getting upset about. But when there's been no upset before from people who now, who knew about it, who knew about this party, but all of a sudden decide that they're upset about it, I just... I'm sorry, but that's politically motivated. And the idea is to paint Michelle Wu as a racist. Do I think that she has said and done things that have not promoted uh, racial harmony? Yes, I do. I think that this idea about hiring certain people, I don't think that that has been the best way forward in a climate that has increasingly seen people be polarized. I respect that Michelle wants to give different people opportunities at City Hall. I respect that she wants... People in positions of power, people who have authority to look in ways that maybe they have not looked before or maybe have not there. There has not been as many people who've been of color before. I respect all that, but I think at the end of the day, I think that giving different people an opportunity and chances to thrive and to positively impact the city, I I think that there are ways to do that, and at the same time kind of, how shall I phrase this, Um, adhere to standards, because sometimes whether Michelle intends it or not, it's come across as she has just hired people based on profiles, checking boxes, and that's not what you want to do. And to be fair to Michelle, this practice or the appearance of it has not or did not start with her. So... I mean, again, I come back to this party, this, you know, that some people all of a sudden want to be outraged about. Knock it off. You're doing this. Some of the loudest critics, they're doing this because the mayoral race is in 2025. (laughs) That's that's 100% it. I mean, there are people now that are, that are active in Boston politics, and quite honestly, they're scummy. They're racist. They're misogynistic. And they actually make it harder for people who just have problems with Michelle because of the way she operates and the decisions that she makes. Because when you do have ugly, nasty people who are acting up they're acting up, <laughs> you, you, you then have scenarios where people can then say, well, you're like that too, even if you're not, even if you just want to criticize Michelle because you don't think her ideas are feasible or you don't think that her ideas um, are based on having listened to the maximum amount of people. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think another problem I have with all this activity that I see going on gearing up for the 2025 mayoral race is that people are not slapping their names on it. Like, I think if you have beef with somebody, if you have beef with someone, you put your name on that. Like, if I have a problem with someone— I'm going to put my name on it. (laughs) You can be darn sure I'm going to put my name on it. I'm going to say, this is not, this is what I don't like. This is what you did. This is what you said. And I don't like it. And that's that. But you have people who are moving around, or should I say slithering around. They're taking pot shots at Michelle. They're trying to harass Michelle. They're trying to make life very difficult for Michelle. But then if they come face to face with her, it's a different story. That, that's, mm, that's, uh, that's, uh, ugh. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. The only thing worse than this detestability that I'm talking about is people being cowards. People being morally craven. If you are not a nice person, you own that. Don't add insult to injury. You are ugly. If you are ugly on the inside, you own that. (laughs) You own it. Just that's who you are. Don't try to give the impression that you're anything but ugly. Because it just makes you even worse. It makes you even uglier. And I'm going to tell people something. This All this activity is going to, I mean, it already has. It, it's, it's going to make people think. And I'm interested to see who's going to stand up and run. Because I don't think Michelle's going to run without there being anyone running against her. Just because, it, you know. It's just, you know, the mayoral race, the idea that the mayor run unopposed, whether it's Michelle or anyone else. Um, but I'm I'm going to tell you, depending on who runs, the candidate better be really good because if it's a lowlife that stands up to run against Michelle, there are a lot of people not just on the left. I, I You can take that to the bank. That are going to say, uh-uh, we don't like what Michelle, everything Michelle has said and done. There might be even a lot of things that we have not liked about what Michelle has said and done. But we're not going to vote for a low life. We're not going to vote for someone who's mean or base. We're not going to do that. People don't have an appetite for ugly. Right? So in Boston... Don't get me wrong. People can be ugly. They can be very ugly, but those people sooner or later, uh, th- there's a limit to how far they can go and 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 just what they can do. Just take my word for it. <laughs> take it to the bank. Uh, so there's there's that that I don't like. And then this race to the bottom, it's this ongoing, it's this ongoing activity, you know, it starts with this decision, I want to be known, I want to build name recognition. And it's, you know, to increase one's chances of getting elected to an office, it's, also, to you know maybe get money or get a job, or you know maybe all of the above, but it's it's engaging an activity that is completely undignified, but it doesn't matter because any attention, even negative attention, is good attention, And what I've seen from people, are you kidding me? But this is what really disgusts me, because this race to the bottom, there's no bottom in sight. And just when you might think that it can't get any more depraved or someone can't stand up and and say anything that could possibly (laughs) out-ooze what this last person said, you're proven wrong. I think I've talked about this before. People talk about base. I'm base. or I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm based. <laughs> based. And that's something that's said on the political right. And it's this idea that you say whatever you want and you don't care. Like, Like the chips can fall where they may. And these people like who 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 package themselves, who promote themselves, peddle themselves, you know, as base, a lot of them are just jerks. They really are. They're just, they're nasty people. And I can guarantee you that the same people that if you were to address them, if you were to talk to them, if you were to interact with them in the same manner that they choose to talk, interact engage with you right they would they would be um outraged they would be outraged they would be angry they would be upset and i understand i mean i will say that there is there is a portion of this 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 population this (laughs) Undesir- <laughs> this group of undesirables. Uh, and I understand because I think that all these years of being politically correct and all these years of having to listen to, well, this one's good, but this one isn't, people not feeling like they can express themselves. I think that that, you know, there's been... This kind of um, awakening, and and there there are several things that have contributed to that, several people that have contributed to that, but I think that this small segment of this of this population, they've taken it in a direction that it's whatever empathy, maybe even sympathy that you might have for them, it just it quickly it's quickly eclipsed. <laughs> By the unpleasantness, the nastiness of, of what they're saying and doing. But this idea about being based, it's it's just it's part of this race to the bottom, as I said. And I just how low are we going to go? You know, Michelle Obama, when they when they go low, we go high. Well, I, I mean ugh. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I'm certainly no fan of Michelle Obama, but I I like that. You know, when they go low, we go high. And I get that, but man, people have gotten really, they've gone really low. You know, so you have people who are getting into fights, fist fights, and they're looking to get into fights. When I was growing up, if you Wanted to run for office, if you wanted any kind of public role, and you were doing things like getting into fist fights, it's like, what's wrong with you? What's your problem? Are you okay? How low class? Oh, that's just trashy. Today, nah. Uh-uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, 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 no. Oh no, 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 no. Today <laughs> If you engage in vile behavior like that, you're hardcore. You're not afraid to go there. Right. So you have people getting into fights. Then you have people who are gonna say the most heinous things. Okay. I know one woman. She's 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 horrible. And she talks about loving Hitler. I don't like Hitler. I love Hitler. And, and you say to yourself, okay, so how far are we going to go with this? But I think the only thing that disturbs me more than this behavior is the reaction, some of the reactions from other people. And so we have people who are going to cheer these degenerates on. We have people that are going to encourage these trash bags to continue to act the way that they do. Or they try to they try to justify it, or they try to uh, explain it away, or they try to whitewash it. So this girl, this woman that I just referred to, who praises Hitler, and it just just she just spends all her time saying horrible things about Jewish people. And she's Jewish. <laughs> so it makes, it, it just, it makes a, 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 um, an unfortunate situation that much worse. <laughs> it's just, it's all desperately sad and pathetic. Uh And then, but I don't have any empathy for her. Not, not, <laughs> none at all. She's just, she's a horrible person. She's just horrible. But, what I find more disturbing than this particular woman's behavior is the reaction of some people. And so you'll have some people who will try to argue free speech. Well, people have a right to say what they want. Freedom of speech. You can't silence me. Oh, OK, hold up. We have freedom of speech in this country. It's one of the bedrocks of of. America—it's what makes us strong. It—it's what differentiates us from so many other places. We have such a wide berth, and it's beautiful. It's this big, beautiful, wide birth. But let me tell you something: it's not absolute. And in this climate, so let's just talk about anti-Semitism. In this climate, where Anti-Semitism, it's arguably hasn't been this high since World War II. If you were saying things like "I love Hitler" and Jews are ugh, horrible and satanic, this woman actually called me sat- satanic because I, <laughs> because I'm Jewish, because I'm proud of being Jewish. So I'm. I'm she called me satanic. Okay, you know, I mean, it's just it's really she's just despicable, a despicable human being. But the, the point is that her saying all of this, for me, she's reached a point. She reached a point some time ago where we're no longer talking about free speech. We're talking about hate speech. And so some people will then say, "Well, hate speech is free speech." Well, I would say that in some cases, I would I would agree that someone could be utterly detestable, utterly despicable, and say, just appalling, disgusting things. And it's possible that it can still be permitted. However, Let me just throw in a couple of things. Number one, if we're talking about nasty inflammatory rhetoric that is aimed toward a certain group of people, and there's a real threat of imminent harm of those people because of this rhetoric, If this rhetoric, there's the idea that it's going to incite people to commit violence against the group of people that are being targeted, that's not legal. Remember, freedom of speech is not absolute. We've got a wide berth, but it's not absolute. People in expressing their freedom of speech do not have the right to subject other people to harm all right so there's that and then there are instances where even if the speech isn't considered such where it's inciting it's it's inviting threat of imminent harm. It's, it, you know, we're talking about an instance where it doesn't fall into the category of speech that's inciting people to commit imminent harm against an individual or a group, a particular group. We look at what that person is doing, what that person's role is. If a person is seeking a particular position and then we say to ourselves, okay, this person wants to serve in office, really? And so while the person may have freedom of speech, any person who's remotely decent, any person who has a modicum of decency is going to say, you know what? I'm sorry, but you want to serve in public office and that's the way you speak? These are the beliefs that you have? You're reprehensible. No, I don't think so. Or a person might serve on a board. Or a person might be a volunteer with a group. So you have these different scenarios where even though it doesn't amount to a crime, The person is still, or the people, whoever, you know, whether we're talking about a person or a group of people, uh, several people who are saying detestable things, it still amounts to a situation where the person is decidedly um, disgusting. <laughs> and, and, and as such, the person is completely inappropriate for the role that he or she seeks or has. And so my point is, is that in this race to the bottom, we have to start making a return to standards. And I think that a big part of that involves how the rest of us act. You know, are we going to allow People to behave in a way that's scuzzy? Are we going to allow people who are going to behave in ways that can only be described as repugnant? Are we going to make excuses for them? Are we going to cheer them on? No. There has to be a return to decency. The race to the bottom, there has to be a bottom. And this kind of behavior cannot be tolerated. And on that note, (laughs) that's all I have time for tonight. Um, But I look forward, as always, to hanging out with you next week.
1: The preceding commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.